Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast. I am super hyped today. We've got one of the legends and honestly one of the biggest influences in terms of getting me into the funnel space on the show today. I think you know who I'm talking about. He was Russell's lead funnel builder, creating over 500 sales funnels. He left on a journey in 2018 to reach the two comma club. 30 months later, crossed the million dollar mark. He's the master of offer creators. He's the really the master of dank memes and gifts. There's so many gifts of you all over the internet, which I constantly use in my Facebook group. So thank you so much for that. All of the people in this audience you created. He's the one funnel away coach. He's the offer genius behind sales funnel radio. Please welcome Steve Larson. What's up, man? Hey man. Thanks for having me. I apologize. I'm a, I have a little cold and I'm like, Sorry if it comes across. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't think I can get it through the screen, so I think we'll be fine. Like, I won't worry about it. <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. Well, I'm super hyped because I'm literally getting my Steve fix before I come to unlock the secrets, and then I'm hanging out in Boise for like two weeks, waiting and getting prepared for OfferMind, and I'm super hyped. And what I wanted to kind of dig into today, because I know we're on a real limited time schedule of just 20 minutes, I, I want to dig into a little bit about publishing, but just to dig into a few things about which has been going on recently. So... Just, just real quick, Steve, before we get into the publishing, um, what was, what's been one of your favorite episodes that you've made on the show so far on Sales Funnel Radio? You know, honestly, it was one of the most recent ones that I did about why I call myself the capitalist pig. Uh-huh. That was a fun episode. And it was fun because I had a chance to explain more of my beliefs around why I do what I do. Um, you know, people always say like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know. They always say like, make sure that the I don't know. You know, those people are like, you got to be really passionate. You got to find your why, all that stuff. Like, uh-huh. ah, not really. I got to be honest. Sometimes for me, it's a little bit fluffy, but um, I, I wanted to do an episode where I did share my, some of my whys. Like, I don't share my why and then suddenly my wallet gets fatter. You know, that's why I have sometimes an issue with that. But uh, that episode, though, absolutely love that one. That was fun. Dude, that's fire. Because, I mean, you're doing all sorts of fun stuff. Have you ever had, like, animal blood thrown over you yet? Over your capitalist shirt pig <laughs> as you're walking down the street? I, I feel like it's like, fur is murder. Steve's got a capitalist pig shirt. Like, people are going to get upset. Um, oh, yeah. No, I've definitely had some dirty looks. I definitely did yesterday at the grocery store. Oh man, that's fire. You, you've been having a lot of fun recently with blowing a ton of shit up on ads. And I just look at you and I'm like, man, that guy's just living his best life, like blowing Macs and TVs and crap up. Um, are you going big into these kind of things that grab people's attention in the ad space now just to be really kind of prolific? 
you know, once you have the funnel built, it's just more about getting more fresh blood into it, right? And so that's going to be one of the things I do moving forward is I've been talking to my video guys. We're probably going to do a skydiving one. I convinced my video guys to skydive <laughs> with me while he films me doing an ad while we're falling in the air. Like, we don't know. I don't know how to use that one yet, but we're just trying to come up with like random, um, like, whoa, kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? I think that's like the perfect Steve face as you're like falling through the air, like, ah, like all the way down. It's just going to be kind of crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I wanted to talk a little bit about how, um, what you've done is evolved because obviously you've been huge in the publishing space. We do podcasting. So we're big lovers of publishing in this house and, and we kind of are just starting to really get into our momentum. But one thing I find is that a lot of people quit too early. They, um, they really struggle to get that momentum. How long was it before you started to see real progress with your podcast in terms of when you were publishing? In terms of my personal development, it was about 30, 40 episodes. In terms of like my wallet, I mean, it was a long time. It was a long time. It's crazy because I think people get into it and they start thinking like, they immediately go look at ROI. That's not really why you publish for a long time. It's to try and attract people to you and, you know, give them a glean into your life and, uh, follow your journey and things like that. And then you're like, by the way, I've got these cool things and right, the sales come in from there. But I think people come in with this expectation that they're like, they just look at ROI way too fast and it comes, but it's like, it takes a bit. Right. And for a while it doesn't come for a while, usually because the person's bad at it and they're like, I'm not willing to be bad this long, you know, <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yes." laughs> I'm with you. And I'm, I'm with uh, with what you're doing now. I mean, because obviously you're going more into the ad space. And I remember listening to an episode a while back where we were talking, in fact, it wasn't that long ago, the value ladder episode. And you were talking about the fact that you don't need to build the front end stuff until you've like feeling the need to like create new customers. So are you getting to that phase now? Yeah, you need the leads, right? I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, we'll just keep talking over each other. Like, I think, I think that's the problem. <laughs> Two high energy people in the room are just going to like fall over each other. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in terms of what you're doing right now, because obviously the podcast is huge and it's getting like probably more and more momentum every day. Now that you're transitioning to do like more things in different spaces as well, are you finding that you're now pushing more to get those kind of leads into the front end and, and everything like that? You know, what's funny is, uh, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure what your, your plan is for this particular episode or whatever, but sales funnel radio will probably run its course in about 30 episodes here. We're probably going to stop it. And it's only because there's a principle I learned. I can't even remember from who there's a principle. Sorry, I a, a cat just dropped dead in the back of the room. He's just <laughs> He's like, no, no, what's happening? <laughs> well, so. You know, what's interesting is when you think about like one of the things I really geeked out on lately is markets and, you know, how a market gets created, how a market uh, weans or fades or whatever. And one of the things I learned from, I, can't, I think it was from the book Play Bigger. And he said in there, it's easier to dominate a small market and become a big fish in a small market and then let that propel you to a, as a big fish to another market to actually go destroy it. So like, one of the things I'm doing is I'm, I'm starting to reposition myself a little bit. I've, I've positioned myself in relation to the ClickFunnels world and I'm going to, and I will always be that way, but I've only always been serving the existing ClickFunnels user only. And so my messaging is starting to transition to a slightly more broad, still targeted ClickFunnels, but a little more broad to start capturing those not in ClickFunnels yet. So we actually have a show that, um, I have a show that I'm going to go put out called Pursuit of Profit. It's extremely expensive. Oh my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, like, I'm trying to hook it to the whole like Adam Smith, you know, capitalism, uh, you know, con you know, the constitution also, 
you know, um, the pursuit of happiness. Well, this is the pursuit of uh, profit. And I want to go in and focus to the general now entrepreneurial space and use that to propel. And it's one of, I think, the major benefits of publishing consistently is you become, over time, you grow. You know, your old fishy uh-huh. side gets a little bit big. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I could go take this to other places and go to cast a wider net by, uh, by just a little bit of met- same material, a little bit of messaging difference. And I'm watching ClickFunnels do that right now also. They're the same product, just a little bit of tweak in the messaging, and it's actually attracting a broader. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they're actually pulling it off. I, what if I did that too? You know, so iTunes only really is happy usually for that 300-episode mark. We're about to hit that, and I was like, well, it's probably a good time to transition. So That's interesting. Any, any particular strategies you're going to be using to launch the new one? Because I remember when you talked about doing MLM hacks, it was like, oh, holy shit, like I've done it like a perfect webinar, and now it's like it's working straight away. Have you got like a similar plan in the works? Can you give us yeah, yeah so we do. Um, we're starting to think through it. Um, we're going to have to launch it this fall, you know, uh, so we're still coming up with a plan to sell. Dude, that's super exciting. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is because one thing that we really focus on the show, and I, if I'm not careful, I'll just end up nerding out and just hanging out with you for 20 minutes, which isn't <laughs> super useful. Um, but one of the big things we focus on here is talking about failures. And I really got the inspiration from the, the obstacle is the way and everything in the OFA and really from Nicholas Biley talking at Funnel Hacking Live about your mess becoming your message, inspired me to create the whole podcast. And what I always ask people who come on the show is not necessarily like, what are your big successes, but what are some of the most kind of prolific failures that have happened, especially when you start to get to that level of success. And what I wanted to ask you, and I kind of had this as a, a question I pegged for a while, is I wanted to ask you what was probably one of the biggest prolific failures that you came across like this whole year because you've had so much success and so much momentum but not everybody you know Russell just talked about one of his big failures and and kind of published about it which I thought was super interesting to the way that you spin that with uh, what happened at the 10x event so I wondered if there was anything really big prolifically that had happened to you this year which was kind of deemed a failure and, and how you kind of got through that you know what's funny is I don't think it's been a product or funnel failure um it's been a structure failure. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't slowed down enough to get things in place that would actually make me go faster uh, without, without putting more input in. Uh, like, this is still my home office, you know? And it's been fine because I bootstrapped the thing up. You know, I'm really psyched about it. I'm, I'm honored by everything. I got done. like 17 whiteboards in there. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, there's a ton of whiteboards <laughs> all over. It's a big room, actually. It goes that way a bit. And anyway, I, it's been it's been really fun little home office, you know, here to do this. But if I had an actual office, I would know that I would have gotten an actual phone closer faster. I know I would have gotten a assistant faster. I mean, so as soon as offer mine's over, that's exactly what we're doing. So on the mm-hmm. whiteboard for the next little thing that we're going after uh, assistant phone closer, you know, an office. And there's something to going to a place to do that. Like, you know, it's funny when people are like, I need to go get an office. Man, work on your couch, right? And that's totally yeah. fine to do that for a while. It makes no sense to go and get this massive. It doesn't matter. But right now, I'm starting to see that I haven't put certain things in place because of, I don't want like a ton of people in here, right? I have, I have several, right, who come in every single day and they just come to my house. We've worked my house and it's been great. But right now, though, that's been the major colossal failure. And I'm starting to recognize that and be like, dang, we would have gotten more done faster and I would probably not be sick. <laughs> if, yeah. uh, you know, if uh, and I taking the time to slow down in order to speed up. 
it's interesting, right? Because it's like the transformation from that bootstrapping mentality to then being like, oh crap, like I'm a full-on CEO now. Like I've got to like have my office space and the keys and, and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's definitely exciting. And the other thing I, I wanted to touch about is because I'm, I'm super excited for Offermind. Like the tickets have been going like crazy. And I think I checked on the, on the last email you said, you've got like 500 people are going to be there, which is going to be insane. Like such a fun event. Um, what, what do you think was one of the biggest um, goals that you were kind of striving for for Offermind this year in terms of how you wanted it to be perceived? Because I've seen a couple of the different offers you've put out there. And, you know, I, I really like the way that, you know, one of them was with the masterclass. Because as you know, like I funnel hacked your masterclass and did something similar for myself and, and had a ton of success and ended up on your thank you page, which was super fun. But I yeah, loved I love seeing, video, by the way. Thank oh you. yeah, no. Well, it was super <laughs> genuine, you know, like helped me like crazy. I loved all those principles. And um, what I loved was seeing you like reuse it again to then sell those offer mine tickets. So was there any other offers that you had in mind, which didn't like make the cutting room floor, you know? And Yeah. Um, you know what is actually one that we just did. And it wasn't, it wasn't the offer. Funny enough. It was actually, I didn't do my freaking homework. Like I was so mad, dude. Like that MLM video that I created the MLM mm -hmm. model, right? Where we, we slap everyone in the book. Up. Yeah. Where we blew stuff up and like, I didn't take the time to look to see, you know, cause I like being an affiliate marketer. It's cool. It usually, once I set it up, it just kind of just always drips cash in and pays for my team, pays for my tools. Like, so we run a very, very net positive business because mm -hmm. of all these small affiliate promos that are just always going. But the issue is that I've run into is that I didn't look to see the commission levels on that particular thing that I was selling. I oh. thought it was like a hundred dollars. It was a dollar. And so one of them, the model that I follow a lot of times is, uh, and this is, this should be really valuable. I think for people listening right now is like, like it costs me 10 to 20 grand to build a single funnel. And it's, it's because I'm not building it anymore and I shouldn't be, which is great. And honestly, you can tell when I build it versus when somebody else does, because I don't, I'm not a designer, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not like, I know how to market. I know the offer. I know the messaging. That's about it, right? <laughs> and my business does all these things now that frankly, I don't even know how to do anymore, which is great. And that's what you are as an entrepreneur. You're pulling all these pieces together. So like knowing that it costs 10 to 20 grand, what I do is I will pay the team after the launch of what they built. Mm -hmm. So I'm paying off the team with the cash that got collected at the launch. Oh crap. So, so you're expecting like more because you thought the payout was higher, right? Yeah, way more. Like, and I was going, <laughs> so like I bled on that one. That one, that one did not go well this year. There, um, there's 10 for you, Marley. There's 10 for you, Colton. Sorry about that. Yeah, but there'll be more at Christmas. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> we spent so much time and money. Oh, that was an expensive product. Making that video and putting all these pieces together. And it was great. I mean, it still went really, really well. And the, it sells, I mean, it sells like crazy. But the <laughs> issue is that it, the commission's really low. It still sells the amount that we usually sell the others. And we usually, you know, we're pulling in 10, 20 grand per launch. And I just go roll that over to the team. Now I have an asset. And now I go over and talk to my ads team and roll the extra cash to them. And they start turning up yeah. the ads. And it's like, little asset, little asset, little asset, little asset. But that one, that one, it didn't pay very much. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, one of my questions was I wanted to ask what, because um, I always like to look to the future. And I think when, when you speak to amazing marketers, and, and we've had some awesome people on the podcast who, again, all in the ClickFunnels space doing some crazy stuff. And one of the biggest questions I like to glean from them is I ask them, well, what's one of the big kind of goals that you're striving for next year in 2020? 
maybe something that you've not kind of said publicly out loud to anybody yet, like something that you're kind of thinking that's kind of, cause I know you like to call your shot and I'm kind of giving you an opportunity kind of doing that again, I guess, but I'm always just curious about what kind of crazy stuff you guys want to take it to the next level. Cause I feel like sometimes I love the, the two comma club awards and things like that. And I fully expect to see you on the stage this year at Funnel Hacking Live or next year, obviously. Um, but you know, until you hear from people and you see, Oh crap, like he's got a 10 X award. Like I was speaking to Jim Edwards and he's like, and I said, you know, congrats on your two CCX awards. And he's like, Oh, you know, we've got a 10 X award coming in literally a few weeks. Cause he just, you know, crossed over to that point. So have you got any, any kind of cool things lined up? Any big goals you want to shoot for in 2020? I really want to get my book out and yeah, I'm helping, you know, I'm, I'm reading part of, well, I'm reading the trap, the new traffic secrets book and going back the amount of time it takes to go and put out an actual good book is tremendous. You know, people are like, you could write your book so much faster. I'm like, I don't want to, right. This is going <laughs> to either make me or break me. Like books are powerful on either side. Um, I and you read so much, you must have like really high standards of what you want it to be as well. I do. And I am 100% a perfectionist, but I didn't realize that until like a year ago. <laughs> Funny enough. Um, you know, uh, I, I really want to launch a TV show. Um, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I want to do that business syndicate thing that I was talking about in the value ladder episode. Um, I want there to be, I don't know what it is yet though. It's there. And I'm like, Oh, these pieces. No, no. Okay. I don't want to do it that way. Okay, what about this? I don't know. Okay, I don't want to do that way. So it's it's fun. I got this this epic domain and this cool like powerhouse now. We've got I got two content teams, a funnel team, building up the executive team, like I was just talking about. I haven't done that yet. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to call my shop for either as far as my revenue goal. Um, I think we'll do I think we'll do because we're gonna cross another million this year also soon. I think we'll do three to four million uh, this year. I'm trying for four, man. Going for four. I, I've never done that in my life. Um, so I don't know what to name it for. I feel like next year's supposed to be ten, but I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I, I wonder if you're like transitioned to a bit like more like Alex Schaffen, right? Because for him, you know, his goal was like he did like I don't know, like two and a half million last year. He did three this year again, but it was all like recurring revenue, right? And like right. systems were like he was doing way less work. So I wonder. I wonder whether you'll go through a transition like that, where it's like, oh crap, like I'm working too much. I need to like step back a little. I don't. It'll be something like that, you know. I've. Uh, I suddenly realized I haven't like looked up. Oh my gosh, there's trees out there. You know, like, I <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what the goal is yet, but dude, no, well, that's, that's, that's super exciting. And I'm definitely excited about the idea of a show. I mean, freelancers just came out and people love that. Right. So, I mean, if we give a, a Steve Larson edition, like I don't see why they wouldn't love that. So dude, I'm pretty much like, I think we're going to be out of time because you're only limited in terms of what you've got. So I'm super appreciative to have you on. It's been super fun to just hang out. Um, I'm going to really look forward to seeing um, what you're bringing forward. Are you going to be speaking at Unlock the Secrets? I know it's going to be mostly Russell all the time. Are you just going to hang out? It'll be Russell. Yeah. I'm just there saying hi and slapping fives. Yeah, I like it. That's cool, man. No, so I'm super excited. Um, we're actually going to do a podcast panel at the event. If you want to turn up on the show day, feel free to like come and grab a mic and be like, yeah, yeah Steve out. You know, like something like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. I'm down. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you having on the show. Everybody that's been listening, thanks so much for listening and have a great day, sir. Have a good one. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.